0: So, as most of you know, this past summer, we've had lots of staff transitions. We've added a new youth minister, transitioned Brian to another associate pastor role, and we've rearranged a lot of different pieces. It's been a little fun puzzle, sometimes remembering who, who's doing what now, because it's just been two months now. And starting this past June... I was asked to be over discipleship at the church, which means working with our children's ministry, youth ministry, college, young adult, and family ministries to really look at what it means to be a church that makes disciples of Jesus Christ. And so I've done lots of prayer and reading and had lots of conversations with different people in this church and other churches And something that I've been thinking about and realizing is just how easy it is for churches to settle for making good church people instead of making disciples. To make people who are fine coming to worship and, and doing the church stuff, but not really pushing us outside of our involvement. On Sunday mornings and maybe Wednesday nights. Because being a disciple is so much bigger than just being a good church person. Because being a disciple is about having been introduced to the living Lord. And pursuing him actively. It's about letting the love of God form us and transform us. Because we cannot encounter Jesus without changing somehow. We cannot come to know the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We cannot come to know who God has chosen to be for us and what God has chosen to do for us if if we're not changed. Because who Jesus is, that changes everything when we come to know him. And so this coming year, we're looking to be very intentional as a staff, as a church, about looking at ways to make sure that we are disciples. That we aren't settling for just being good church people, but that we are going to run after the One who came to give us life, to give us freedom and grace, and so so much of so much of that formation and transformation that comes as disciples it it really comes down to what we eat i'm not talking about food but it's about what we feed ourselves what we take in that ultimately forms us our being not just as disciples but but as individuals it's what we listen to on the radio or on television it's, it's what we hear other people say. It's what we ourselves speak and sing. It's what we read. It's how we spend our time because our bodies internalize how we spend our time. All of these things we take in. And these things form us. Sometimes more than we realize they do. In, in today's passage from the book of Isaiah, we find the prophet speaking on behalf of God, calling the people to return to the Lord their God, to, to turn away from their idols. To remember that the deep hunger that they have can't be fed by junk food but can only be fed by the bread of life. But let's be honest, it's easy to settle for junk food. Because for the most part, we don't often think about what it is that we're taking in. We don't think about how much of what is around us we take in and how that forms us. And it's so easy to forget that. It's so easy to forget to feed ourselves. And before we know it, a week has passed. The summer has ended. And what did we do with this time that we can't get back? How did we form ourselves? How did we feed ourselves? Because it's so important as disciples. It's so important as people to really think about and pray about how we are feeding ourselves. To think about what it is that we are truly hungry for and to not settle for junk food. To not settle for just anything. And the most important thing that we as Christians can take in is the Word of God. To make time, taking it in, reading it, and letting it settle within us. I know that sounds kind of like a cliche because I'm a pastor, so I'm supposed to say it. But I'm not saying that we're that we need to feed ourselves the Word of God as a pastor. I'm saying it because of, because when I was in college, I was diagnosed with severe depression. And depression is, it's an ugly disease where it's literally your body fighting against you and trying to steal your will. It's... It's being surrounded by friends and all of them laughing and realizing you should be laughing, but you can't because you don't have any joy in you to do that. Or or it's doing something that you love, but it's just like anything else. Depression... It turns everything dark. It was an incredibly scary time in my life that I still carry shame about. But, but the truth is, even good Christians can be depressed. But, but that time in my life, nothing nothing seemed to bring me joy or warmth. I remember my mom would come and she would visit me and she would wrap me in this big hug. But I couldn't feel the warmth of her skin against mine. It didn't register. I knew my mom was hugging me because she loves me. And I couldn't feel it. But during that time... There was one thing I was always able to feel. And that was the word of God. It stayed with me somehow. What I had fed myself. What I had been fed in church. And from my family and friends. It stayed with me unlike anything else. And I don't know why. It it was Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me besides to waters. He restores my soul. The line about, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. It was Isaiah 43 with, with God reminding us that he formed us, that he created us, that he who has redeemed us will never forsake us. That when we pass through the waters, we will not be overcome. That when we pass through the fire, we will not be consumed. It was the passage from the Gospels of the disciples in the boat while it was storming. So full of fear that they wake Jesus and, and he wakes and speaks the words, peace. Peace, be still. It was time and again the scriptures found throughout the Bible reminding me of God's presence that is never taken away. Of God's presence and God's love that calls us redeemed, that calls us his children. And these verses would come like flickers of light in the midst of darkness and they wouldn't ever leave me. I literally couldn't feel my mother's arms around me, but I could feel the word of God that I had taken the time to take in. Any time that we spend in the word of God, it is never time wasted. Because it stays with us not just on the mountaintops, but in the valley lows and in the midst of the storms of life. It is not junk food. It is the bread of life that sustains us and keeps us going. It is the reassurances of God's truth and God's promises that nothing and no one can ever steal from us. The word of God is everything. Everything. everything that we could ever begin to hunger for that we could ever begin to feed ourselves and this year at St. Matthew's we are seeking to be intentional we're seeking to really think about how it is that we are spending our time how it is that we are feeding ourselves how it is that we are being formed So this coming year, in both spaces of worship, we have these vases of 52 marbles. Marbles that mark each week of the year. Marbles to remind us of weeks gone that we can't get back. To remind us of the question... For each of us to ask ourselves of how are we feeding ourselves? How are we pursuing our Savior? The week's already gone. So what did we do with it? How did we feed ourselves? And what are we going to do with this week? what are we going to take in that shapes us and forms us what are we going to do with the week that we are now given as a gift from our god i think part of the reason we come to church part of its family part of its hunger because we don't want this world to be it because we do know that this world isn't everything because we know that that there's someone who thought enough and had enough love to call everything into being That there is a God who desired us, broken, sinful, people who can so often forget, who can so often run, yet a God who never turned away, a God who... Refused to give up on us. The God who, who sent his son so that we could always know that our hunger will be met, that we will be fed, that we will be sustained. We come to this table remembering that Jesus came so that we would know that each of us has a place at the table of the Lord. That we don't have to do a thing, we come. But when we come, we're changed. Because you can't know Jesus and and leave unchanged. So we come to this table and we remember that we have been made worthy by the meal that we will take part in today. That we have been made worthy, that we are marked loved. That there is nothing that we can ever do, that there is nothing in creation that will ever separate us from God and his love. And so as we come to this table today, we come remembering that just as at the Last Supper, surrounded by his disciples, that Jesus also speaks to us the words, this is my body that I break for you to know forgiveness. We come remembering how Jesus said, this is my blood that I will pour out to cover you in grace. We come hungry. We come to this table remembering that it is only God's love that can satisfy. And so we come asking, O oh Lord, that you pour out your spirit upon these gifts of bread and wine, and upon us gathered here. May this be for us the body and blood of Christ, so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Make us one in ministry with you and with one another until your son returns and we all feast at his heavenly banquet. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. As those who are helping to serve make their way forward, I just want to take this time to remind everyone that you don't have to be a member of this church or any church to come. You just come looking to encounter Jesus, looking to remember that we get to be transformed. So as you come, you'll have the chance to put your attendance sheets and offering in the baskets, and then you'll come and you'll receive a piece of bread body of Christ broken for you. The body of Christ broken for you. The body of Christ broken for you. And you'll have the chance to dip it in the cup. The blood of Christ poured out for you. The blood of Christ. But after our servers are set, come as you feel led. Not just as your row comes, but come as you feel led. And if you feel led to stay at the front and pray, do. But this is your time, so come and eat.